Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Coffee podcast. My name is Lauren. And my name is Emily, and in this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. Happy Halloween! Yeah, it's actually the 31st of October, and not still March the 2nd, or whenever we went into lockdown. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So... To celebrate Halloween, because it, it is arguably the best time of the year, um, we have one, if you're watching this, <laughs> dressed up. I have my Christmas lights. I'll, I'll put them on for the YouTube. There uh, we go. Joyce, love it, Joyce. And um, I am a very, very creative Dustin. But you did make a walkie-talkie. I did make a walkie-talkie. I'm really proud of my walkie-talkie. I made it out of cardboard and bottle lids. I might keep it on my Stranger Things shelf. Why not? I mean, you Pride might as well. <laughs> so, to celebrate Halloween as well as dressing up, we are going to just have a fun podcast, answer some questions people have sent in, um, some Stranger Things would-you-rathers that are not very nice would-you-rathers to get that treat uh, trick situation in. We're just, we're just having fun with it, we're rolling with it. We're possibly, if you're in the UK, we're possibly about to go into another (laughs) lockdown. So we're making the best of it. We're literally sort of on our last legs. (laughs) I have an entire bucket of sweets. On that note, (laughs) let's go back to the 1980s before all of this. And talk- coronavirus was a thing. <laughs> and talk some stranger things. So I asked some people on Twitter, I was like, just send us in some questions and we'll answer it. Some of them we may have gone into a little bit before, so we might be repeating ourselves a little bit, but in those cases we'll say, refer back to that episode. But yeah, so thank you to everyone who has sent them in. We will, I'm sure we'll get to all of them. So let's begin. Let's go with this one first. We'll stick with the Halloween theme. I've read a theory that Elle could potentially turn to the dark side and something about the power she regaining um, be tainted by loss and sadness that she's experienced. What do you think of that? I, I'm so mixed because I think if you'd said to me in season one that that could potentially happen, I think I'd be really like, yes. But because she's kind of built such a foundation with, like, Hopper and Mm. Joyce and stuff, like, the thought of them losing what is essentially their daughter makes me really sad. Mm. No, I get that. It's it's strange because we were both talking with um, one of our other friends, actually, about this subject the other day, that they raised this. Yeah. Um, My only thing is that I don't know kind of like as you said I don't know if they'd do it this late in the game but also if they did it would be such an interesting twist and oh it would yeah Mm. if suddenly she's very evil even if like she didn't know Mm. it and yeah exactly and somehow because obviously in season three she gets bitten um by the mind flayer monster um and has her powers drained um It'd be interesting to see how that affects them because obviously we know that in season two, when and season three actually, when Will gets possessed and then Billy gets possessed, then mind does literally change. So are we gonna say see the same for her then? Is she gonna start yeah. switching a little bit? I don't know. I I personally think I would like to see it, but also I would like. I'm not. Sure, but I can definitely see the powers, presume they're going to come back, being tainted by this kind of like loss and sadness. I really like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be really cool, actually, because kind of like the way that the powers were given to her in the first place and sort of the way she's using them. And then she starts to learn to use them not for the things that she'd been taught to by Brennan this whole time, that Mm. it would then be interesting if suddenly it came from the she'd got them back in the that whole situation in Starkle was filled with so much loss and so much mm. grief and you know and I think 
I don't think she's going to get them back before we find out that Hopper is alive. I think her, if she gets them back at all, is going to be a long time coming. Mm, so I, I can totally see how they'd be affected. Because it's kind of like how you get affected by things, you know. They're, they're part of her. So mm. everyone is affected, you know, by loss and grief and that kind of thing. This is very dark. Um, but everyone's... Mm everyone gets affected by those, you know, and every part of you becomes affected. So the powers are a part of her. So it makes sense that they're gonna, can, they would they would continue to have that effect as well. Because hmm. I suppose even if you think about it, um, there's been this kind of obviously underlying theme really of, I guess, anxiety, PTSD and that kind of thing. The, yeah. For example, like in season two, a lot of the thing they kept saying was, we'll suffer from PTSD. And that was something that's separate from the mind flayer and separate from possession. There was still the underlying theme. So I think it's definitely something that can come up with yeah. Elle especially. Because she has been through an awful lot. Yeah, She kind of also experienced that through her mum as well, really. Like when she touched her arm and kind of saw all of that. So she's almost taken on that as well. And then the same with Billy. She When she touched his arm or grabbed his wrist she saw all of what he's going through as well so she's kind of got all of that mm-hmm. going through her mind I, w- I wouldn't be surprised yeah there's just so much trauma in her life and I think that it does make sense that that could influence her powers you know and, and I think you kind of see that with Callie you know Callie isn't using her powers for good hmm hmm no because also as well on the Callie no we like we brought this up a few podcasts before actually that when she kind of makes Brenna be in the room, it's like, you have a wound, a terrible wound. Even that kind of suggests, I mean, it literally suggests trauma, but also it can be on a more metaphorical sense, I guess, that everything she's been through, so. Yeah. No, I definitely think there's, like, a bit more to play. I think our friend was saying when we were talking about it, what if she'd kind of been planted? Hmm what if this whole thing was kind of orchestrated and she's she'd been put in mm. Hawkins and maybe originally she was going to be bad mm. and then um, kind of like that trope where someone is sent to kind of spy or do something and then they start to realise they actually like the people they've been told to spy on and then... Mm. So then she's like, no, I don't want to do it anymore, but actually the whole time she was mm. supposed to be kind of spying on these people. Mm. Which does make sense. We know she was trained to be a spy that literally was trained to be a spy the fact that she just appeared as will went missing is i still think that's so i i mean i have my own opinions on the whole (laughs) will l scenario which nothing to do about l well actually kind of very much to do about l but I don't know. I think, and I have voiced it before. I think L going. I don't know. I was gonna say L going evil is more predictable, but I think. Yeah. I think it'd be more interesting <laughs> if I don't know. I just really like the will with the mind flayer theory. That is my issue. I have that <laughs> underneath. So if that is true, L can never be evil truly. Because she would yeah. be working for him. But then at the same time, we can't also dismiss that somehow the Mind Flayer is also L. Because yeah. Mind Flayer Billy speaks to um, her and says, we will put this all for you. Which is a very interesting thing in itself that is specifically for yeah. her. Which could be in a sense yeah. of, we've, we've built all this to kill you. But also, it's just yeah. the wording is very specific. So that has nothing to do with the current question, but also... So, but no, but like genuinely, like I definitely think there's something a bit more to play there and I think that her powers could definitely come back in not so much of a happy way. Hmm. Yeah. It'd be very interesting um, seeing what happens in season four though, I think, because yeah, I think there's an interesting storyline there. Mm-hmm. definitely an interesting storyline there and I don't know I would just be really interested to see okay so essentially um, we were watching I was watching some videos the other day and it came up one, you know when like, the cast and stuff like that go undercover and they dig into 
um, what's on social media. So Noah, who plays Will, did one. And there was one particular question on Reddit about how Elle and Will have specific experiences within the Upside Down. So it'd be interesting how they'll react. So I think that's what I'm getting at, essentially. I'd be really interested to see yeah. then what comes of that. Because literally, you know, it is so specific to happen to them. So, And they've both been through that trauma in such different ways. Yeah. Our friend also um, <laughs> said a really horrible thing with possibly the end of season five because they both have that. This is definitely not related to the question you want. But, but that's they... fine. We can just discuss, yeah. oh, this hurts. Yeah, because they both have that experience um, and it's kind of like the... Because obviously they've never really been in the same room much and when they have, they don't talk, but... I don't know, maybe we're looking into that too much in the season three. They were actually talking a lot behind the scenes. I don't know. Anyway, um, kind of the idea that for it actually all to end, because they're both so connected to it, it kind of has to be closed from both sides. So one has to be Mm -hmm. in the upside down to end it and one has to be on the outside. And that's the only way the gate can be closed completely to like, you know, to shut it off. So it means that the other one can't get out. Yeah, whoever's in the upside down side can't get out of the upside down side. Mm. Yeah, but of course, though we could be giving these characters too much credit, but I don't know. That that's it's kind of how I've always seen at the end game of the series, um, which I think I have said about before that that she dies. Yeah, only because it makes sense. It will either be L or Will that dies, and I've said that right from season one. Doesn't mean I want it, but I've said it. I can't even talk about it. Like, I actually can't think about it for too long because mm. the thought is just too much. Should we move on to a nicer question? Favourite season, and then they've put in brackets, and why is it season three? Um, That's wrong, because it's actually season two. Mm. Yeah, my favourite season. Season two is yeah. the best season. I love season two. A lot. Partly because I think it was one of those... I think we both said the same thing, that when... Like, we watched season one, thought, okay, yeah, this is good. And then watched season two, and then it was just like, okay, this is mm-hmm. good. And then obviously went back, appreciated mm-hmm. season one and season two, and it was all a cycle that... Because I remember watching and just thinking, wow, okay. And it just... Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so clever... The way yeah. like, the possession and everything went down as well. Like, that whole yeah. thing. And it's one of those ones as well that I like watching season two back and trying to figure out when it's, for example, like when it's Will and when it's the mind flow and like when it's switching between and then what the influences are. I can do that one with season... I can do that with season two. But with season three, even though it kind of had the same plot-ish... You can't do that because Will the whole time is telling you how it's going down. Yeah. And I love, I do love bits of season three. You know, yeah. I love the whole Star Court thing. I love Scoop's Troop. I love hmm. Alexi. Like, there's not that there's not bits of season three that I don't like, but I just feel like season two was so strong. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's, there's very few things I don't like about season two. Hmm. I could go back and rewatch season two but i'm not as in a big as big a hurry to rewatch season three yeah and um i don't know season two obviously had that episode which i will admit i do skip um but apart from that i don't know my issue with season three because i don't actually think i've really gone into it properly is like as I said, there are moments of season three I really like. My issue with season three is that I don't think don't think some things were resolved. And agreed. Gonna bring it up again, but are we surprised at this point? So Will Bias in season three. And I this was my initial reaction to it. So backstory, Mike Wheeler, my forever favourite, season one, season two, everyone knew it. I watched season three and my first seasons. Yeah. My first reaction to season three, and there is a video of me saying this, is 
the thing that bothers me the most is Will's storyline just finished yeah. in episode three. And then the yeah. resolution at the end when they're, when he puts the D&D box in and Mike's just like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I won't join another party. Cool, cool. And then like, that's it. You never, it's mm-hmm. never fully completed. Like at least, and even uh, Lucas even says, you know, we're, we're sorry and says, are we okay, whatever. Even then it's just kind of just dismissed because he goes, no, we're not talking about this now. But, but actually we should be talking about this now. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of things I thought, I don't need to see this. I need to see a storyline resolved. Like the Scoops troop, I loved the Scoops troop. And they, mm-hmm. to be honest, they saved season three for me. <laughs> but they've just I mean, season just, three gave me Robin. Exactly. Which I will forever be grateful about. Yeah. Um, love her. I love their whole dynamic. That whole thing was so good. Mm. And it was really good. And I've actually rewatched season three a couple of times recently. We like rewatched it. Um, but there's, there are just some moments where I just think. I'd have preferred it if this had happened, you yeah. know, and, and sort of things. But I'm just hoping that those things are addressed in season four. Mm. Um, and I definitely think that it was the right time, as the Duffer said, to get out of Hawkins because I think mm. they couldn't have done the same thing again, you know? Yeah. Like, and, my, I, and I think that's what it is. Whereas, yeah. Like, my biggest sticking point <laughs> is the Castle Byers moment. Mm. And I get it from a theatrical point of view it's metaphorical it's like he's destroying it and that's like the end of yeah. his childhood on his innocence they thinks of that kind of sense but you don't leave that unresolved yeah. especially when mike and lucas have run over and been like are you okay and just like he's yeah. back you yeah. like that that's what it is more than anything you didn't get you didn't solve that part no 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 there was there was a lot unsolved so yeah my uh, my favorite season has always been season two so i said i I watched season one and i thought that was that was all right Hmm. and then it wasn't until the following year that i watched season two that i thought oh my god i love this show like that Hmm. was when my like actual complete love and like Hmm like adoration for the show kicked in was season two that was when i was like okay i'm yeah hmm. yeah i yeah, agree so season two season two is the best season i know we know that's controversial a lot of people don't like season two which i don't understand i don't get yeah i don't get why it's controversial like to me that's the obvious choice but sure hmm. like i don't know why not yeah i mean everyone's entitled to their own opinions but do you prefer season one or season three? Season... Oh, wait. Mm. See... Because I don't actually know the answer to that question. I think season three... See, I think season one. <gasps> I would say season three is my least favourite. Um, but then... It's like comparing two different shows. Hmm... Like, I know that season three was a season of Stranger Things, and I get it was summer, and, you know, you've got to take risks to do comedy. But season one and season three, to me, it's the same characters, but it's a different vibe. Yeah. You know, definitely a different vibe. Yeah. Whereas season one and two feel like the same show to me. I get that. Yeah. I wonder if season four is going to feel even different. See, in my heart, I'm like, please feel like season two. But I also want them to try things. And, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless. Yeah, obviously. It's my fave show, like... Yeah. I would just, yeah. Because it is my favourite TV show. Like, I think mm. that just sounded like we completely roused on it. We wouldn't have a whole podcast about it if we didn't love it. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's the thing that it's um, not... Well, like, when we talk about season three like that, it's not that we don't like it. No. It's just, you know, if you like something, you can pick out what you don't like about it. Exactly. You know, it's good to be constructively critical of things that you love. Exactly. So to answer your question, season two is the best season. 
yeah. we will be taking no further comments or complaints at this time. <laughs> okay. Following on from favourite season then, who is your favourite character, least favourite character, and why? Mm. Okay, so my least favourite character is Mike Wheeler because I just... No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <clears throat> I'm joking! Mike in season three does my head in a little bit though. Um... But I mostly just said that to annoy Emily. <laughs> anyway. My favourite character is... Like, ultimate favourite favourite? Joyce? I can see that. I want to say Joyce. Hmm. I just feel like she's the complete consistent. Hmm. Like... She's just so great, like, in every... Like, I love her all the time. Like, mm. all the time. I've never been critical of something Joyce has done. Yeah. I always think she's doing the right thing. Mm. But then no, the thing with Dustin, I've never been critical of something Dustin has done. One. You get one. <laughs> this is really hard. I'm going to say Joyce. I'm going to say Joyce, because I just don't feel like she gets enough love. Mm. Yeah. Who's your favourite character, Emily? See, I was having this question the other day, and obviously, Will Byers is my fave. Um, if you couldn't tell from everything that I ever talk about on here and give him all the storylines he deserves, etc. No, we need to answer why. Um, I just think okay, his arc is interesting. Yeah. I think, and just... And I think we, we were talking the other day and it's like, I feel like I understand who the character is, which I know yeah. actually that is a big issue people have for season two, is in that we never see his character. But then actually I think we do. The, we yeah. see him that little bit in season one, then in season two, I just, then you have that switch. And I think that's why I find his character the most interesting for me. Just because yeah. you never, I don't want to say you never quite know what's going on but actually you don't and even then in season no, three that still comes through in a way when he's touching his neck and doing all that kind of thing you still don't quite know what's going on there and for me i like that idea of the bigger mystery because i really do feel like there is something there but also just the characterization i thought like i could relate and that was that's something i liked in season three actually <laughs> the I watched it and thought, wow, okay, I get you and I get your mm -hmm. character. And I think that's why it really resonated with me throughout that season and why I think why I was annoyed with the way yeah. it ended. Because I thought, but for me, I've been in that position. I've been in the position when my friends would go off and bed, you know, etc. And I thought, I can kind of be like, oh, just, I, I, don't, I don't do it. And just, yeah. You know what I mean? That I could really resonate with that. If you don't ask me in season two and one, I would have said Mike Wheeler. Um, so it's hard. Like, I I was saying that Will's my fave, but Mike's my fave, if that makes sense. I feel like that's how... Yeah, I guess kind of like... Yeah, like, Hop, Hopper is, like, my fave. Yeah. And so is, like, Steve. And so is mm. Max. But, like, Joyce is, like, my fave fave like yeah. because she's so she's just so everything she's been through mm. everything she does like she just fights for her family all the time mm. like Lonnie is just a complete waste of space mm. like she's had to deal with so much she had to deal with her son going missing like the whole town mm. treats her like some crazy lady that doesn't know what's mm. actually going on when actually she's one of the only adults in that town that does know what's going on and mm. has been to hell and back to deal with it yeah and i just feel like she's just not given enough credit like she's just seen as mrs byers and there mm. she is when actually she she is amazing i mm. love her i I'm... feel like the only person that gives her that appreciation is like will yeah yeah and that's why I'm so looking forward to season four, because mm. one, if it ends with them, 
they have to give them a storyline. Um, <laughs> but also, it's just I I watch that like whenever the buyers come on screen, I'm just like, oh, like it's wholesome content. Like the wheelers it is have the, wholesome content. The wheelers have the humor because you just have him literally like they're so unaware. And yeah. like the fact that Mike has a girl just like in the basement for the week and they're not even checked there or if they have like the cabinet's probably the cabinet you know like the duvet's probably been pulled over and they've never at one point thought you should probably check under that and yeah yeah like you've got the humor of them but i think the buyers are just it's wholesome content and you can tell there's like genuine love there there is genuinely and like like Jonathan's not my fave. Jonathan is is not near the top of being my fave, but and he's done some things that are questionable. But I do appreciate the fact that even with Jonathan, like he stepped up to be like a second parent for Will. He mm. stepped up. He went to work really early to raise money so mm. that he could give like help his mom out with money and and mm. like took took the job of parent mm. to help his mom because his dad was so awful to them. Mm. And I just think, like, that's so, that's, like, really admirable. Like I said, he's definitely made decisions that were not great, but... Just a couple. He, he, just a couple. But he has also done, you know, those things that, yeah, that I think are good. And, and yeah, just like you said, the buyers, it, it is just wholesome content. It is just wholesome content, and you don't really get that anywhere else. No. And least favourite. I don't want to be obvious and be like, Billy, Dr. Brenner. Hmm. I'm going to think of it more then in the aspect of characterisation then. The, yeah, that's think what of it I was more thinking. From, yeah, if you think more from that way, it would still probably be Billy. I appreciate the arc, but I just don't care. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know no. if it was because it was predictable. Because I think everyone coming out of season two kind of looked and just thought, Billy's getting possessed next season. Like, it, yeah. you fought it. And there were moments in season three that I, obviously, Descartes, great actor. I'm not, you know, oh, denying phenomenal. any of that. And like, he played that character just you know he, he played that character but mm-hmm. i just i'm just not a fan of billy no i no. just not at all no i i'm not i wasn't someone there being like oh let's give billy a redemption arc because mm. no <laughs> no it's more interesting to not no. give him one that that's what i was thinking yeah. that i didn't need to see him redeemed because i don't know how he could be and even at the end of season two no. when he gives max that look that should have been kind of i don't want to say that was enough but at that point you think okay they they have that understanding now yeah. I, I i don't know it, i'm sorry to the billy fans <laughs> no i think i will go i think i will go billy like because i think the thing with billy is that he is a good character but is a bad person yeah um Whereas, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a bad character? Hmm. Keith? Maybe? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But even, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be annoying. But, like, no. Billy, Billy, yeah. I think... I don't know. Billy, Dr. Brenner... Things that I wouldn't say Dr. Brenner was my least favourite, which I know is controversial, but it's because I watch him and think, I want to hate you from that aspect. Yes. But then with Billy, it's more just like, I don't like you. You are horrible. Yeah. With Dr. Brenner, it's more complicated, I think. And I'm I'm not disregarding what else or in Billy's mind in season three I'm not disregarding that because obviously that is a whole big thing in itself but for me Dr Brenner and like the calculating 
mentality behind that and that you never and like when Elle's like no I want to go with Mike at the end of season one and you see that kind of like that face change it's kind of like oh do you actually care or actually do yeah. you and it's interesting moments like that that make him obviously he's not a favourite but it makes him more of an interesting character to me he, yeah, I think he's probably... I think there's a little bit more depth to that like whole situation and like the decisions that he's made and stuff. Whereas mm. I think, obviously, Billy has a very complicated history, but Billy also then made a decision to just be horrible mm. for no... You know, like, it's, it's a reason, not an excuse. Mm. Yeah. You know, he... Yeah. They are interesting. I think that's what I like about the Stranger Things villains, though, is that yeah. they are very complex villains. Mm. They're very, they are very complex, and I think even the, the human villains are more complex than the actual, like, mind flayer Demogorgon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which I like. We, yeah. We could have gone even easier to be like, our least favourite character is the Demogorgon. But... <laughs> I hate the mind flayer. <laughs> because... <laughs> I don't know, actually. I think I'd be quite interested in the... I find the Mind Flayer very interesting, actually. Yeah. As a character. Because there is a conscious... a con- mm. There is, like, some kind of consciousness there. Hmm. And it's just... And that's mm. interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know how um, it's going to reappear in season actually on that note that is interesting then that it's consciously called a he yeah this is what makes me think a lot about the um age of ultron being an influence for season four Mm. because ultron was not created to be something of like a proper conscience but then it, it accidentally was and has a conscience and is able to kind of manipulate things and hurt people and have a body you know like make its way into a body and stuff and i'm one you know i think that's mm. quite interesting and it makes me wonder if that's what's going to happen with with the mind flare and again like you said it's given it's a he mm. it's on it it's no, a he it's a he anyway okay another question saddest death and the best death on screen on screen the saddest death was Bob. Hmm. That was heartbreaking. Just That was, it was horrible. It was so graphic. Um, oh my god, and like knowing that Joyce was watching. Yeah. Yeah. I would be tempted I don't want to say best Jeff then, because it seems weird to call it the best Jeff. But I think, to be honest, that is probably the best Jeff within the show for me anyway the yeah just how it all went down and then the backstory behind that where technically yeah <laughs> technically will did it well not will but technically he did that joyce then using that as her determination to be like we need to get this out of him just yeah. it's just oh, it's very interesting season two see season two comes through season two i also was gonna say that yes I think I agree with you. I think that was the best death, as in, like, the best done death. Like, mm. well done death. But actually, I'm going to possibly go out on a limb a little bit and say that the saddest death is Will's death. I was going to say that, actually. I was going to say that's probably the saddest death. Yeah, time. like, Will's... Like, I'm doing, like, finger commas, like, mm. Will death, because obviously he doesn't mm. actually die. But that is heartbreaking. Like, the soundtrack... Mike's reaction is like absolutely mm. heart wrenchingly, mm. just oh, whole mm. thing. Like that that whole bit is done so well. That's when season one really is like mm. picks up for me. I think. Yeah, I agree. Cause, um, obviously, in that scene as well, Mike was meant to ride home. I think they shot it, but then got it ride home, and just had like a close up of a tear rolling down his face, Aww. and it's just. I yeah I would agree I think that was probably the saddest saddest death because I think also you kind of live throughout the whole show at that point even though obviously you can carry on watch the next episode thinking oh he's alive we know he's alive because yeah we're talking with him and Joyce is communicating to then them kind of just go actually no 
and then like the parallels of like Mike hugging his mum and then Joyce hugging Jonathan and just the way that whole thing was shot is just really interesting actually it really is it, it's really like a moment where I think you're kind of you're sort of knocked by it as well hmm. and not in like a oh my god my favorite character has died hmm. moment you know because I think there's there's different lots of favorite there's different lots of fictional deaths Hmm. I would say, you know, fictional deaths can be done where you can have your favourite character die and it's this, like, heartbreaking moment. Um, you know, I had to experience that on the 26th of April 2019, unfortunately. Um, hmm. Had to watch Tony Stark die, which was um, horrific. But this this didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like a, no, oh my God, no, like, kind of, like, screaming, hysterical, hmm. no. But it was like a... You know, I don't even really know this kid, but I know everyone around him at this point, and I feel for all of them. Mm. And this sort of like almost, almost like when you read the news and it's a really horrible news story, mm. and you're not expecting it, and it's not something that directly impacts you, but it's something which kind of you can feel how it's impacted the people it does impact and it sort of knocks you a little bit. Yeah. I think Does that make well, sense? No, I get you completely, yeah. I think as well about that death, death, um, is that watching season two and the cabin scene, because you spoke about yeah. Mike's reaction, um, and then hearing him say that and be like, becoming your friend was the best thing I've ever done, to then re-watching that death moment in season one and it's just like yeah oh the pain <laughs> mm. because also yeah like it, it, it is horrible and like watching all of their reactions i think was a lot mm. was what made it so sad compared yeah. to the fact that he actually died you know like obviously it was really sad that you're thinking that he was dead but the way that the people reacted to it i think bob's death was done very well and you can tell that everyone was upset but they had so many other things to focus on that you never properly got to see that, like, I'm crying, hmm. I'm grieving, because they had to go straight back to, you know, the cabin, to Joyce's, and, and do all of this stuff, you know, and and hmm. um, and get get it done. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? They, they had so many other things in their mind, so you never got to have that moment of, like, we're crying, we're doing, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say saddest death, Will, best hmm. death. Bob, but not best in the sense that I didn't want him to die. Hmm. But best as in it was done very well. Yeah, I yeah I will agree with you there. I I will agree on that. The final question um, was: if someone hadn't seen the show, how would you convince them to watch it? I have no idea. If you like the eighties, <laughs> and if you don't, you will like it. Um, 80s nostalgia with a bunch you. of nerdy references and funny comments. Hmm. <laughs> it, it sounds like the most obvious thing to be like, if you like 80s nostalgia, you like the music. But um, I don't know, if you like a, a coming of age story and it just happens to be set in the 80s, if you like that kind of thing, if you like a bit of a mystery, if you like bit of sci-fi yeah bit of sci-fi if you like watching thinking i recognize that reference to something else which i will give season three credit for i loved the moment with the jurassic mm -hmm. park moment because i remember watching yes. it being like oh okay yeah yes. i don't know how they could get out of this um if you like that then i think you will like the show watch season one and then immediately follow with season two Yes, completely agreed with that. Yeah. Um, because And give season yeah. one a chance. Yeah. Season one can be... Because it does slow build. Yeah. It's a little slow until you get to, I think, episode three. Is it, episode three? it is episode three when the body okay. is there. But I think, yeah. Because yeah. it's once you get to the, Yeah. Once when you get there, it's... Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Maybe that's made people want to go and watch Stranger Things. Maybe it hasn't. 
it's, maybe well, I think yeah, why would you be watching the podcast if you hadn't seen it I don't know <laughs> the thing I think with with things that you love so much though is that it is really hard to explain hmm. because I think because you have such a personal connection to it in so many different ways hmm. that when someone's asks at the root cause what's it about like hmm. I I hate to bring it up but it's just such an obvious one it's like when someone when someone asks what's Harry Potter about hmm. and you're like is it yeah okay like it's kind of like a weird question to be asked and i know that sounds odd but like when you love something so much like when when i talk about stranger things i'm thinking of all these characters that i love i'm thinking about all the memories i've had with this show and Mm. all the things that have come from it you know Mm. so that when someone asks like the root question so what's it about you're like i don't know (laughs) i don't know what it's about (laughs) like Mm. i just watch it (laughs) I think, I think everyone can see at least one part of themselves in the characters. That yes. whether it's Mike literally being very, he's not blunt, but that kind of thing where he's very matter of fact and just like, it's just, guys, this is yeah. so stupid. That kind of attitude, whether it's with that, whether it's the comedy from Dustin, loyalty, I guess, of Lucas, and the getting possessed all the time of Will. Um, exactly, you know, if you like a bit of possession Exactly, then <laughs> I think you will I think you'd like the show Yeah, I think people would like it hmm. Shall we move on to the trick portion And do some not very nice would you rathers Why not? Would you rather Only be able to eat cold egos for a whole year Or have to put Mrs Butterworth syrup On all of your food for six months See, I'm that weird person who has, like, you know, when you can buy those pancake things, I will just eat them cold, mm-hmm. not warm them up. So part of me, because also that question doesn't say that's all you have to eat. It just says mm. you just eat cold egos. So it could be I could eat a cold ego one day, but actually still have dinner. Mm. So I'm, of course, naturally going to go for that one. I'm going to go with the syrup, mm-hmm. just because it doesn't say how much syrup I'd have to put on. Yeah. So I could just do, like, the tiniest bit of syrup. That is the point. On each part of my food. And if I did only was able to, ha- if I was only able to have Eggos for, like, breakfast, lunch and dinner, hmm. at least with the syrup question, I could have other food. There you go. I'm presuming I can have other food with the Eggos, though, so... <laughs> That would be a very, very sad time if all you could eat was cold eggs. Anyway, there you go. Oh, no, okay. Would you rather be possessed by the Mind Flayer or be attacked by a Demodog? I mean, surely it makes more sense to be possessed by the Mind Flayer because at least... Yeah. Like, you're going to probably die (laughs) if you're... There's also, yeah, there's a chance of survival. If you get possessed, you know, Will was possessed and he is relatively fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but no, you'll, you'll, you'll die if you get attacked by a Demodog, surely. Mm-hmm. Like, like straight up, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Would you rather tell Dustin's mum that her cat was eaten or eat one of the Demogorgon slugs? I don't think I could break Claudia Henderson's heart like that. See, my mind's going to run, well, I'm not having a slug. So, I have a bad <laughs> gag reflex. So, the slug <laughs> is not going to be pretty. Um, like, I went to what, France. You mean, I could, like, fry it, put a bit no, of salt and pepper on it. I went it. to France on a school trip, and we had to, like, try snails. I was like, you know what, I will try a snail, because I'm never going to have the opportunity again. Um, and I just gagged horrible everywhere i just feel like it's not a thing to be eaten no it the bad thing was i started thinking this isn't too bad it's like prawns and then my mind kind of just went it's a snail snail it, it it went from there yeah i think ultimately i would tell claudia the bad news but i just would like people to know that that would not be done easily and it would be done with a very heavy heart I'm not eating a slug. 
my friend sent us one on Twitter, which is, would you rather date Mr. Wheeler or the Mind Flayer? I mean, ideally neither, but but you'll have a more interesting time with the Mind Flayer, really, wouldn't you? World domination. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, know. my God. Like, can you imagine, like, literally just having to coexist with Ted Wheeler. Like genuinely, like can you imagine coming home at the end of the day and the person there to greet you is Ted Wheeler. Like I wouldn't want the Mind Flayer to be there to greet me, but like Ted Wheeler. I just, yeah, like you go home to him, it'll just be like, oh, hi, yeah, bye, falling asleep. At least with the mind flow, you've got a chance of going home. I've been like, oh, possession today, not today, but I've made this. Your cold egos that you can only eat for a year. Like, brilliant, fantastic, <laughs> you know, amazing. Talk out the plans. You know, like, <laughs> you know that picture that's kind of like the, um, is it like this demon? It's a bit dark. Like, this demon that has like, been like, Oh, okay. I need to like take you away today, and then like they, they become friends. Have you seen that picture? Yes, that, that one. It'd be like that scenario. Then by the end of it, the mind flare will just be all like, maybe cut your hair. You're like, you know what? I actually might do it, and it'll be all sweet. And they're like, you know what? I won't destroy the world today. Why am I missing? I out? can't believe you've <laughs> just written like a mind flare slash OC something. <laughs> Let's move swiftly on. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, would you rather mm-hmm. be experimented on in the Hawkins lab or be trapped in the Upside Down? Well, I mean, I've just exposed myself here as my player slash YN. So, um, YN. you know, um, I mean, neither are good, are they? No. But then... You've got more of a chance of surviving in the lab? Yeah. So I guess I'd go with that? Because I think yeah. if you've been in the lab your entire life, you're not going to know any different. No. But then Where if, is it? We're thinking, if we're thinking L will here, which you know, I, mean, I guess is kind of that choice, yeah. that he's had his life to then be chucked in there and not sure if he can get yeah. home. So I think I'd rather go lab. I think me too. Yeah. Hmm. That is a hard one, though. That's a really hard one. I'm always very wary about, like, the fact that M-Culture was a thing, you know? Hmm. Like, some people did have to live through that. Hmm. But I think that versus alternate dimension. Hmm. You know, because it says experimented on it. It doesn't explain what experiment it is. You know, that could just be a blood test. Yeah. If you're thinking more the L scenario... As far as we know, she wasn't given anything nasty. I guess nasty. I'd, you'd have powers too. I, I mean, the, these are horrible questions anyway. It's like Sophie's choice. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god. You know. Final question. If, like, would you rather bring back to life? Billy or Brenner? Brenner. Me too, I think. I mean, we can argue that he's not dead because we didn't see this death on screen. Mm. But I think, regardless of my feelings about Billy, that arc felt finished for him. Mm -hmm. Whereas Brenner even though it kind of was finished, the way they showed it on screen suggests it's not. So it'd be interesting. I'd also like Brenner to get justice. Mm. Like, like L to get justice against Brenner and him to face the consequences of the actions that he served. Mm. Yeah, there's kind of that unresolved thing there that even though she did tell him no, it's there's still a tie there because otherwise she wouldn't have been that affected in season two seeing him. Yeah. Because they've got a strange relationship, really. They have. It's it's not love. Like, it's not that. But also... No. 
he is kind of her dad. And it's that yeah. weird kind of, you, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I think the Duffer said it's like Stockholm Syndrome, essentially. It is like Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Brenna. Brenna. Yeah. So that's the last of the Would You Rather questions. Mm-hmm. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed, like, just a little bit different. We just thought because it was Halloween it would be fun to just play a couple of little games, answer some questions and just chill. Yeah, exactly. Just An hour before we inevitably go into another national lockdown. Yes, it is coming up to three o'clock when we're recording this. So by the time this goes up, the world will literally be different. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so let's hope together it's some good news. I'm not feeling it's going to be good news, but we no. can hope. I hope that everyone has a, a fun Halloween, no matter what you're doing. Obviously, things are not the same. You can't be doing the same mm. things that you would normally be doing. and yeah. It is going to be a little bit different, but I hope that everyone is staying safe and you have a good day if you do like to celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Um, and there are things that you can you can find some happiness no matter what the news is going to tell us today because yeah. it's a hard time to try and find that happiness. So sending you all lots of happiness and hopefully you can find it somewhere. Yeah. Speaking about finding things, where can you find us? You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn and google podcast pretty much wherever you can listen to a podcast we're there you can also find us on twitter facebook instagram at hawkins podcast on youtube at hawkins do you copy and also on tumblr at hawkins do you copy yay thank you for listening to episode 17 of the hawkins do you copy podcast we will talk to you guys next week over and out hawkins